For the best in metaphysical, spiritual, and holistic programming, you're listening to InnerLightRadio.com, the healing frequency. And you're now listening to Beyond the Veil on InnerLightRadio.com, where we go beyond the surface level of reality and dive deep to reveal hidden truths and exciting revelations. Thank you so much for joining us here again today. Um, today we're going to be talking about something that is so exciting and awesome. It's something that's very close to my heart. We're going to be talking about psychic phenomena. And... Wow, what a huge subject. I, I probably need at least another two or three episodes just to cover this 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 amazing subject. Um, just diving a little bit deeper here, psychic phenomena. This is something that is still quite taboo in today's world, especially for those that are part of uh, monotheistic religions. Um, going back into ancient indigenous culture, it was clear that our ancestors left us stories and instructions even uh, to to um, tap into our psychic nature, to be able to perceive into reality, to be able to commune with spirits, uh, whether that be nature uh, or nature sprites or beings that have passed on, whatever it is. People from China to ancient Mexico, Egypt, all over the place, there, there was cultures that had designated people within their communities or their tribes who were naturally gifted in these areas. And <clears throat> over time, these people ended up becoming great seers and guides <clears throat> and people who, you know, were revered and respected and protected. Nowadays, because of religion and because of what happened during, you know, the, the I guess I would say takeover of the world when it came to Christianity, a lot of, a lot of such people were killed. Witches, you know, healers, all these kinds of people, they were looked upon as being devils or being evil in some way. And it's unfortunate because these people were not, I think in many cases, were not doing anything wrong. If anything, they just wanted to help heal people and help bring more peace and love into their life. So today, I'm so grateful to have uh, an amazing person on my radio program. His name is Jerry Miller. He's a very gifted psychic. Him and his wife uh, create amazing jewelry, organite pendants. If you can find him on Facebook, uh, check out his stuff. It's amazing. He's very gifted. I've gotten a psychic reading from him in the past that was very, really profound and amazing. And I'm happy to have him here today on the show so we can dive deep into the subject. So, Jerry, welcome to the show. Why, thank you. I'm honored to be here speaking with you. It's been it's been a long time that we have communicated back and forth 
on the um, social media page, but now we're finally getting a chance to communicate in other means, and this is good. I, I enjoy it, and I've seen some of the things that you've got going on. You are a really an enlightened being, I'll say that, very much enlightened. You have a lot going for you. Thank you so much for saying that. <laughs> I want to tell the truth. I want to tell the truth. I remember when uh, you and I connected, I think it was like 2011, I was going through a hard time with my marriage. I was like, you know, coming more into myself spiritually and experiencing different things. And Ember, I was asking questions about my spirit guide because all of a sudden I started having these experiences where I was hearing a being communicate with me and it was weird. Like, I knew it wasn't me. Like, I knew it was some other entity because I could feel her personality and there are different ways of communicating and I just knew there was something else going on. So I was like so grateful to connect with you and get like some greater guidance and clarity on that. But the curious thing that I, that I want to dive a little bit deeper into today is your journey in coming into your own psychic gifts. Like how did you know, first start to like understand that you had psychic phenomenon well, or you are sorry that, that, you had psychic, that you had psychic uh, skills and gifts? Um, what happened is that many, many years ago, this is going back in the, before some of you all were even born, uh, back in the, the 60s, um, I was um, very young. I was very, I was raised in the church. Uh, my mother and father made sure that I went to church every Sunday and did the things that I had to do and everything, but I didn't really feel right with doing that. So um, at around the age of 18, 1968, I decided to join the military. And in joining the military is when I did what was, was um, proverbially called backsliding. I got into the military. I started drinking, started smoking, chasing women, doing drugs, the whole nine. I was having a good time. I was having a real good time. And it, during that time period, even before that, as a child, I would say things to people. I would see things. And one of the things that, that happened to me at a very young age in our home where we were living, my grandfather who lived there with us, he was getting ready to transition. And during the time period of his transition, I had I kept smelling this smell in the house. Nobody smelled it but me. I kept saying, what's that smell? Did he you know, go to the bathroom by himself or whatever? And as I grew older, someone told me that what that smell was, was the smell of death. I was wow. smelling death in the house. And oddly enough is that that smell has stuck with me over the years. Whenever I go into a hospital, as soon as I walk into the hospital door, I smell death. I've been around people. And I smell it. I don't say anything to them. I just let it go because I don't want to give them any inclination or anything. But that's something that happened to me. And that was telling me then something was going on with me that wasn't going on with anyone else in my family. Mm-hmm. And I would tell them things. I would see things. I would do things. And things that were odd at the time. Um, all my brothers and sisters, I was the only one that was able to do these things. So wow. when, I, when I went to the military, is when I backslid. That's when I went out and said, well, I having a good time, you know, drinking, smoking drugs, the whole nine. <clears throat> and then when I got out after doing my time, um, what happened to me that I was on a journey. I was now trying to search, find my way back to what we call the church, the religion. Um, I went into Islam, went into Buddhism, went into Taoism. I went to different belief systems trying to find the answers to what's going on. And then one day I was in my apartment in my house. I was by myself. And I had on, on the kitchen table, I had a bottle of liquor and I had some, back then we called it reefer. And I just bought a big ounce of reefer. I was separating the seeds from the stem, doing the whole thing and getting ready to roll myself a joint. And doing so, 
before I could do anything, I heard this voice. Same way I'm hearing your voice. The voice said to me, what are you doing? And I mm-hmm. looked around and said, I, I'm not high yet. What's, what's going on here? <laughs> the, voice said, the, the voice said, what are you doing? And I was very calm. I wasn't frightened. I wasn't afraid. And I said to the voice, I'm getting ready to get high. And the voice said to me, why? And that's when it hit me. I said, he said, why? Why are you getting ready to get high? I said, I don't know. He said, then, long story short, the voice and I had a conversation, me and this voice. And in the end of the conversation, I was pouring the, the liquor down the sink. I wasn't going to drink it. As far as the marijuana was concerned, I was getting ready to flush it down the toilet. But because my brother and I used to smoke together, I gave him a call saying, look, man, I got this ounce. I don't want it. If you want it, come over here in the next 10 minutes. I'm going to flush it down the toilet. He was there in five minutes. Came wow. by, got it. Came by, got it, and talked. We made him talk for a minute, and he took the stuff and left. And that's when things started to happen for me. That's when things really started to, to um, really, really change for me in my life. I no longer went back to drinking. I no longer smoked. I still like women, by the way. I wasn't going to give that up that, that easy. <laughs> but, but the thing was that um, that's when things started happening. And people would come to me and ask me questions. And I would have answers. And I don't know where the answers were coming from. And I met this particular person who said to me, he says, you know what? He says, you're a psychic. I said, what do you mean? And then he explained what psychics were, the abilities and everything. And that's my journey started. And then my wife and I, we got together, hooked up. And the beauty of hooking up with her was that we were on the same journey. So it wasn't Mm -hmm. a thing of being at opposite ends of the spectrum. But she was in one thing, I was in another we both were traveling the same path, the same journey. And during that time period, we developed. And so I started to do readings for people. I um, started to do channeling. Um, I just do cold readings. I don't do any cards or anything. My son, he does the tarot cards. My daughter also does readings. And my wife, she does readings as well. And so it just opened me up to a whole new way of looking at things. And something you had mentioned before about how the religious community looks at this. They look at people who are psychic as being, let's just say, evil, wicked, you know, witchcraft, the devil, all negative things. But yet, in their Bible, all the things that psychic people do is mentioned in the Bible. Yes, but they don't absolutely. Know that because they don't, they don't realize that, that, that Jesus gave readings. Mm-hmm. The, the, the laying on of hands is nothing but Reiki. That's all that is. But in the Bible, they call it laying on of hands. There are even certain rituals that you can do that are found in the Bible that people don't know about. There's one that I was reading um, earlier the other day where it says that if you want to find out if your husband or wife are cheating, you go to the tabernacle, you talk to the priest. The priest will get some dust from the floor of the tabernacle, put it in some water. The person drinks the water. If they get sick or something happens to them, then they're cheating. That is a ritual. And that's over thousands of years old. That's been going on forever, but they don't realize that what the, what the church did is that they hijacked spirituality and turned it into a religion. That's what happened. The, the, mm-hmm. the Wicca, the ancient ones, the Wicca, which is the, the witches, the wise ones, as what the word Wicca means, the wise ones, they were in competition with the church because people were going to, to see them for their healings, for their insight into spiritual matters, and the church said, oh, no, we can't have this. That's when the church flipped the script and said, those people are evil, they're wicked, they're from the devil, get rid of them. But yet they were doing the same things that the Bible says that they can do, but because it wasn't done in the church, 
and the church wasn't making any money from it, they went out and attacked these people and started to destroy them, kill them, defame them, whatever they could do to make it seem as if they were the bad ones and the church was the good ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, it's it's funny that you, you bring up those things. Like, I, I remember going to a psychic, um, I think this is like, back in, like, 2000, actually, I think, again, it was 2011, and even he told me that he was able to see three lifetimes where I was burned at the stake as a witch for doing mm-hmm. healings and doing all these things. And it was strange because growing up, I always felt this, this, this deep, deep, deep magnetic connection to Wicca and to just the natural forces that flow through nature and, 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 you know, techniques to harness these energies, communicate with these energies. And so when he told me that, I was like, wow, this is like, you know, this is all starting to make sense. And yeah, I think, I think, I mean, I think, Again, like I mentioned on my, I think I mentioned this on my live stream, I think we are experiencing some kind of a spiritual renaissance on the planet where we're kind of returning back to our ancient yes. ways and, and we're remembering these ancient ways and revering it and respecting it and uh, living it more. And yeah, I think I think in, in, in years to come, definitely these monotheistic religions are not going to have as much power and control as they have over the past, I guess, like thousand, a thousand years. No, they won't because what's happening is that what people are experiencing is the awakening and their genetic DNA is activating. Yes. The genetic DNA activating, meaning that the ancients, their ancestral DNA is starting now to come alive. They're starting to remember things that they forgot and don't know why they're remembering them. And what, what happens is to some people that, you know, don't know what's happening. They go to the wrong people for advice, and they can't figure it out. And they give them a bunch of bullshit. If I can say that, I don't know. Like yes, you can. Yes, but, you can. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, because of the fact they, they they have a tendency to mislead people and to misdirect them rather than tell them the truth. And there are many, many, many gifted people out there who have so many abilities, but they're dumbed down because of the I call it the BS, the belief systems that they get caught up in a way of their parents, a way of their, their, their friends and people and family who don't know. And they dumb down their abilities, not only the, the psychic abilities, but their, their channeling abilities. There's it, it, a plethora of abilities that people have. And because they said, well, you're told, but that's your imagination that's happening, or, or, or you're having hallucinations, or you know, you're having some type of brain disorder, they dumb it down to keep you away from the truth of what's really going on with the person. And when the, when, when the person believes that and says, here, take this here pill, this drug, that will stop these things from happening and you'll feel better. And they do, and what they do is they take another step backwards rather than moving forward to try to over, under, and understand what's happening in their lives that's bringing about these things because there are people who see things who are very visual, like, you know, to navigate through the third dimension, we only have five physical senses that lets us navigate here. But our other senses begin to activate, you know, the, the, the clairvoyance, clear seeing, the clear and audio, the hearing, you know, the, the psychometry, you know, mm-hmm. the ESP, as you call it, all these things are activating in people now, and they don't understand it. They, 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 they're frightened by it because you're told that it's evil, it's wrong, it's bad, so you stay away from it, and they and they put things on TV and in the movies and all kinds of stuff where 
it, it shows you the, the negative connotation of these things when in reality, that's the things that you should be doing. You know, it, it, it's the, the, like the voodoo is evil. No, it's not. Voodoo is part of your heritage. Yes. That's part of where you are. Your, your, your ancestors did things. They were in connection with the spirits, with the, with the as you might want to call them, the gods. They mm-hmm. were in contact with the, the higher mindset of the, the beings that we all wish we could be in contact with. But now we're in this generation where things are starting to turn. The changes are coming. Like going back to 2012, when there was supposed to be a awakening taking place, there was, but it didn't happen spontaneously. It had to come in slowly. And as it slowly came in, people started to realize that, hey, something's going on here. Things aren't what they were yesterday, but they're different today. And that's when people went on a lot of different journeys. They went out seeking information. They went out looking for information to find out what's going on with them so they can navigate better through the shared third dimension. And I can tell you this about you is that you are you are an empath. <laughs> you are you are an empath. You're very empathic. You pick up people's feelings and emotions and things where you have to sometimes get around people and you start to feel bad because they feel bad. And, and there's nothing wrong with you, but you but you have to learn to filter that out like you do with the uh, with the screen, only allowing those things that you want to come in, not because like you're wide open. And that happened to me too. I I was wide open. I was getting all kinds of stuff coming at me. So, so I learned to filter, and learning to filter is when you weed out the things that you don't want to be caught up in, and that makes mm. things a lot easier for you. Yeah, it's like having okay. the, having those boundaries. Yeah, definitely. I think I started learning about. Uh, what an empath was back in 2011 because I started realizing that the energies that I was feeling so deeply all of it didn't just belong to me it belonged to the environment and the people that were around me and all these things exactly. and I think since, since I was like in like high school or grade eight people used to like have a problem with me looking at them like they would be like don't <laughs> stare at me like, you're, you're, you're like I feel like you're looking into my soul like you're making me feel uncomfortable I used to get that all the time and I was like, what, what? I don't get it. I'm just being me, you know, like what's yeah. going on here. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. So yeah, like through connecting with people like you and others, I started to realize that I am, there is something else going on here. And I am able to tap into people's hidden agendas, their hidden intentions, their hurts, their pains. I'm able to sense all these things. And that kind of pulled me into wanting to do uh, counseling work, intuitive counseling work. And yes. it's 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 definitely a, a gift and a curse because you again you you can experience another person's joy but you also again experience their pain and their anguish. And right. I, I think the great thing about that is that it reminds you that we're all human and we all have feelings and we all get hurt and we all need help. We all need support. Yes. And yeah, I think even, that in this period of time we need that even more so. Right. Even people who are who are psychic, who are gifted. Like you said, we're, we're human, and we go through human experiences. We have to have them. You know, I, I knew this, 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 uh, this guy, he was a psychic. I mean, and this guy was good. When I say good, I mean with a capital G. But the only thing was, he was an alcoholic. Mm. He was an alcoholic. But when he was on, <clears throat> he was on. I mean, this this dude could could read, man, like, like nobody's business. But he had this problem of alcohol. It didn't diminish his abilities. It's just the fact that he was a physical being going through this experience. 
And that's what he had to go through in order to make it to the next level in order for him to get out of here. But during the interim, he would do readings for people and he'd be on target. I mean, this dude was good. But that just shows, goes to show you that although he was doing this, he was still a human being. And I mm-hmm. think that a lot of people don't understand that about people who are gifted, that you forget that they're still humans. They still go through human things. You, you, like, you don't see them being infallible where they're not able to experience things that you experience. It's just the fact that they are walking a different path than you. Mm-hmm. You know, I tell people all the time is that, you know, if the, one time the guy said to me, well, Jesus is God. I said, Jesus is God? He says, yes. I said, did he go to the bathroom? <laughs> Are you, you mean some God goes to the bathroom? I mean, and, and then he looked at me, got mad, and just walked away. Cause it's because it made it's common sense. I gonna say this person is God, yet he goes to the bathroom. Does he fart? <laughs> you know. I mean, come on, let's, let's let's put things in perspective. You know, don't don't tell me this is nonsense when, when when you can't back it up without saying that. Well, you know what you're talking about. Get rather than getting angry, think and start to think about what's being said. To put it in perspective, not taking away from what you want to believe, but just go to a different level and open your eyes to say, hey, wait a minute, that does make sense. Let me just look further into this and see what else is being that I'm being told that might not make logical sense. Mm-hmm. And but, even to, to, to like go deeper into what you're saying, like a lot of people in my community here in Trauma Canada, and I, I think a lot of people that I know, especially Black African Americans that are in uh, United States, we talk about this all the time, which is that there's an agenda to like disconnect us from our spiritual nature and to keep us in this like left brain logical mind where we're so disconnected from nature and disconnected from, you know, experiencing these synchronicities or like accepting the synchronicities and wanting to investigate it further. Like the, this programming that's been permeating through our society is always like, if there's no proof and it's not factual, I don't want to hear it. Or if it, right. if it can't be backed up by a theory, I don't want to hear it. Or you're crazy. Or if it's not coming out of a scientific journal, it's not real. It's not fact. And I think that's right. all bullshit. Because we know it that in the scientific world, they're changing their theories left, right, and center all the time. And they're, they're a religion in, themse- in itself. They're like a cult, in, you know, in, in, some, in some cases. And we know that our ancestors were tapping into things or they had these abilities like, look at what they bloody constructed. They created the pyramids, for God's sakes. Like, these people were on a higher level of consciousness and awareness and intelligence. And it just seems that after, I mean, I apologize to some, you know, Caucasian people out there. But I got to say this. After the white people or white man dominated the planet, it seems that, you know, we lost this connection. We lost this this respect. Uh, for living in this magic, for connecting to these energies. And I think that we need to get that back. And we need to, like, not allow these old programs or these ways of thinking, like, you know, or whatever white uh, oppression to stop us from tapping into what our ancestors were tapping into, especially for black people that are now Christian. I don't want to ridicule you or make you feel bad or for your choices or anything of that nature. It's your choice. I respect that. But what I got to say here is that we need to go back, revisit our roots, understand what it means to be black and understand what our ancestors were into. Like you were saying earlier, voodoo and all these things, it's not evil. Christianity and the white establishment on, on, like that was on the planet at the time made it seem that it was evil. But it's just a sad thing for me when I go to the Caribbean and I, I go visit family and I see all these amazing, beautiful black people that are so 
deeply immersed and programmed by Christianity and they shun their own black heritage, their real African heritage that is so spiritual and so beautiful. I think, I think it, it's, it's, it hurts. It hurts me when I, when I see that. He's like, man, you're like missing out on so much. There's only one thing that you need to be a, a religious person. If you want to look at religion, all religion is based upon is one thing. And that's belief. That's all. I was going to say, I was going to say fear belief. too. <laughs> There's a lot of fear <laughs> porn in religion. Do this, or you're going to go to hell. No, oh, please don't tell me about hell now. I, I, I got a thing <laughs> on hell. I, I I did a thing on hell years ago, and when someone says that to me, I'm going to hell. I say, well, which one? What do you mean, which one? That's well because in the Bible it mentions four different hells, which they don't know. Mm-hmm. And I said, like in the Old Testament, the word for hell is Sheol. And she old means the grave. That's you know that's it. New Testament you got Tartaru, Gehanan, and um, Hades. Those mm-hmm. three words are, in tr- are translated into English as hell, and each one is different. And I say, well, what about the lake of fire? That's different than hell. Well, it says in the Bible they're going to take hell and cast it into the lake of fire. So what are you talking about? They don't know what they're talking about because everything is based on their belief system, their BS, as I call it. <laughs> and I say that. How can you be a Christian when the man you follow called Jesus was a Jew? Mm-hmm. So then, but was Jesus? I asked him, was Jesus a Christian or was he a Jew? Well, he was a Jew. I said, then why are you a Christian? No, man, going into all that, it's like, and then we got to go into them changing the, the, you know, the different parts of the Bible. Like, the Bible's been changed so many bloody times. It's, it amazes me how people still take it word for word as truth. Oh, yeah. They, you know, they, all, they these, all these great, oh, great gosh. verses and books were taken out. You know, and we go back into the Essenes, which I think was the real true teachings, I think, of this man that was called Jesus. I don't even think that was his actual name. I think it was probably somebody right. else. But, yeah, there were so yeah, many things that have been hidden and taken out and, me- like, messed around with. And even the story of, of a, a person like Jesus. When we go and we, and we look at the Sumerian culture, you know, apparently there was a person that existed thousands of years before that apparently that had the same story. You know, immaculate birth, healing of hands, like, abilities, all different yep. kinds of stuff. So it's like... What? Who was this person? This person obviously existed way before the Bible was even created. Not just 500 years before, not just 80 years before, whatever. We're talking like, like at least a thousand and a half years before. So yes. it's like we've all been lied to. And this is something that people really need to investigate and understand. Well, see, the, the thing is people don't know is that in the Bible, the sixth book after Malachi comes another book called Yash- Joshua. Joshua in English is Jesus. Mm-hmm. The Yeshua, yeah. Yeshua, which is the Hebrew and English is Jesus. So therefore, there was a Jesus before there was a Jesus. Mm-hmm. So the, the name, and that was a common name amongst them because it, it meant someone who's coming to save. So if you were coming to save somebody, they called you Jesus. So wow. it goes on and on and on See, but the thing is that the, the, there are people who need to learn how to develop their psychic abilities. You see, because the more that you, that you, it goes to like my wife and I teach a class on how to develop, you know, your psychic abilities. We teach a class on psychometry. We mm-hmm. teach a different class on different things to help people raise their um, psychic abilities and level to the point where they're able to do it for themselves and become better at it. 
is done through forms of meditation, um, different things that we show them in the class, how to communicate by way of the mind. We teach people how to psychic project. Um, we teach them how to um, send messages to people by way of the, the, the mind, um, different things that we, that we teach. And people out there can do that, will do that, but they have to be shown how to do it and not be afraid of it because of the fact that they put fear in it. If you're able to do that, then something's wrong with you. Yes, and or not, you're you're inhabited by a demon or something like oh yeah, that. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, the, the exorcist nonsense. But, yeah, but, the, but that's part of, like, you know, what needs to be and should be done with people to help them. Like, you, like you're trying to, like, you know, give them counseling and explain to them what's going on so that way it makes sense so they don't become so afraid of it and they embrace it. And knowing that's part of who they are, it's part of their culture, it's part of their heritage. It, so it's on, that, on that note, let's we're gonna we're on the half hour mark. We're gonna go for a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna talk more about your teachings and teaching people how to tap more into their psychic gifts. And then hopefully we can touch on a psychic attack and how to better protect ourselves. So we'll, good, be, good we'll be right back. We'll be right back. Okay. mind-expanding, and heart-centered information. Knowledge is power. In this fast-paced world, it is so easy to get distracted by the matrix and miss out on connecting with the right people and information that will truly help you in living your best life. On this radio program, I save you time and energy by sharing awesome people, new discoveries, life solutions, and wisdom to help you take action and create a positive shift in your life. I invite you to join me and share in this exciting adventure. Listen to Beyond the Veil on innerlightradio.com every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern. Beyond the Veil, inspiring conscious evolution. For the best in metaphysical, spiritual, and holistic programming, you're listening to innerlightradio.com, the healing frequency. All right, and we are back. Thank you so much uh, for joining us back here. For those of you who are just tuning in, 
I'm here with my amazing guest, the great Jerry Miller, and we're talking about psychic phenomena and our experiences with psychic phenomena and history of psychics and all kinds of amazing, juicy stuff. So before the break, we were talking about uh, you and your wife teaching uh, psychometry and how to like better tap into like your psychic uh, gifts. So if you could like, what are some things that some people who are interested in, in diving deeper into their psychic uh, nature, what are some things that they can do to spark that and improve? Well, one of the things that, that they can do to help enhance the ability is learn how to, um, let's say it's here, to look for things. In other words, to, like, um, this is something we teach people to do, is that focus on seeing something. Like, next time you get up in the morning, first thing you do is say to yourself, today I want to see a giraffe. Just something to throw it out there, right? I want to see a giraffe today. And then during the course of your day, see if that happens. You know, and if during the course of the day you see a giraffe, you know you've made a connection. The following day, say, I want to see maybe a blue truck or a blue truck with stripes and a um, an elephant. You know, and you start building up like that. So each day you put out there that you want to see these things come across your path in one form or another. Now, it may not necessarily come in the form of a giraffe itself, but you may hear somebody use the word giraffe. Mm-hmm. Then, then, you made, then you made a connection. Or like what I do sometimes is that whenever I go to an event, I remember one time I was going to a, um, to a meeting with a bunch of people, and I put out that I want to see the, the color orange. I wanted to see people wearing orange. I just put out orange at this event, orange event, and I threw it out there and sent out that message. When I got to the event, there were people that were there, but nobody there was wearing orange. I said, well, damn, that's a kind of disappointment. But then the next thing they started doing, they started pouring orange juice. I said, close <laughs> enough. Close enough. And, and that's how it happens. Like, you start doing that, and the more you do it, the better you will become at it, and you will get, get sharper and sharper to the point where you'll be able to put out those things, and it will start happening more and more. That's one of the things that you can do. So, so, this, so, so this like uh, uh, reminds me of like these different principles, like the law of attraction or law of correspondence. It's like we're in doing these practices. It's like we're we're fine tuning our own antenna to like uh, tune in to the frequency that we want to experience. Exactly, that's what you do, and that's all part of it. See, and like with anything, it takes practice. It's not going to happen overnight. It's going to happen right away for everybody. But you take the time and you start doing it bit by bit. And the more that you do it, the easier it's going, to, it's going to come for you. It's going to open you up. And also meditation. Meditation also is important. It's another key. And we teach people that when you meditate, there are different schools of thought on meditation. Everybody's is different. And everybody's, you know, is what they are, what makes them comfortable, what makes them happy, and it's fine. But the thing we say is that when you meditate, Pick a particular time to do it. Don't do it um, indiscriminately. Don't do it like, you know, at 2 o'clock then, next day at 5 o'clock. Find a particular time. And the reason why we say that is because it's like me saying to you, 
I'll meet me tomorrow at 4 o'clock by the bank. Okay, we get there at 4 o'clock by the bank. I show up. You don't show up. You come back. If you come an hour later, we missed each other. Okay, tomorrow, meet me there at 5 o'clock by the bank. You show up at 4. I don't show up until later on because we keep missing each other. But once we get in sync of our being there at the same time, then we make that connection. It's the same thing with meditation. If you want to connect with your spirit guides or with any energies or anything you want to do, you have to be consistent in the time frame of which you are doing it. That way, when you do it, they're going to expect you, you're going to be there, and you will make that connection, and you'll begin to enhance all of your abilities. Even with a, um, get a deck of cards, right? Take, just take out four cards, make your face cards, put them on the table, mix them up, and look at the first card and say, is this a heart? Is this a club? Is this a spade? Or is this a diamond? Or to make it simpler, is it red or is it black? Just start up with building on that. If it's red, you say, this is red. Turn over, it's black. Okay, the next one might be red. You say, okay. Now, if the next one is red, that means that you are a precog, meaning that you are seeing ahead as opposed to seeing what is. And there are people mm. who have these precognitions all the time where they have a feeling about going to a place. I, I don't feel good about going to this place or I feel like they, they call it like deja vu. Like I've been here before. All these here are your abilities that are awakening. These are things that are happening for you to let you know that something's going on and to pay attention. That's the universe tapping you on the shoulder to get your attention to say, now it's time for you to take the next step to go on to the next level. Mm-hmm. And I think a huge part of this too that I want to touch on uh, lightly is diet, how a lot of the chemicals that we're intaking in our in our society in this day and age, like fluoride and aspartame, and um, oh my goodness, the chemical that's in GMO food, uh, um, pesticides. The name is escaping my mind right now, but those of you who know a lot about that, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, it's it's like it, there seems to be uh, again an agenda out there where they're poisoning us on purpose to stop these gifts from flourishing. Because it seems to me, you know, that. If we if we were a civilization of people that were highly spiritually like awoke, we've awakened to our our our, our spiritual nature. How easy are we going to be to control and manipulate? And I think you know obviously obviously I don't think we'd be able be able to be that easily controlled at all. You know because we're going to be tapping into all these other spirits, the guidance. We'll be able to see right through their agenda and and their ill intentions and and all these other things. Um, so. So like yeah, so what what's your uh, take on like diet and and uh, tapping into our psychic gifts? Yes, that's, that's also equally as important. Is what you what, what remember what you put in is what you are. Like you said, like you mentioned, like a lot of the foods and things that people eat today, especially processed foods, are not what people should be eating. You know, I know it's kind of hard for some people to say that. Well, this is all I can afford, whatever have you. Okay, but make the like do what like um. A friend of mine said to do, he suggested, look, do 80-20. I said, what do you mean? He said, 80% of the time, eat what you know is good and right. And the other 20%, if you have a little bug up your ass, you want to get some ice cream or something, <laughs> get, it, get it out your system and go back to doing what you were supposed to do. And, and that's how you develop. And what happens over a period of time, 
it becomes you no know, eighty five fifteen, then it becomes ninety ten. And before you know it, you've already transitioned over to eating properly, but it takes time to do that as well. Like people say, Well, you know, I don't I don't drink, you know, uh tap water. You know, mm-hmm. but if you go to the store if you go to the store and you buy bread, water is in the bread. They make mm-hmm. it water to make the bread. They use water to, you know, you know, and milk and everything else. And you said things you stick that you're not getting. So it's like you, most of the time you need to go do for self. Like what we have here, my wife and I, we make, you know, we use um, almond flour, coconut flour, different other flours to make our own things. That's you incredible. Know, make our, I love that. You know, we make our own drinks. Like, you know, we, like, uh, I look at something they sell in the store. I remember one time I was, um, I had a taste for something to eat. So I went down the aisle and I saw garlic mashed potatoes in a box. So I picked it up and said, okay, I'll make some, some make this here tonight. And then something said to me, read the label. Mm-hmm. I read the label and there was, I mean, 20 things in that box of garlic mashed potatoes. So it said, now go to the produce section. And with the produce section, I picked up a bag of potatoes and a clove of garlic and I had garlic mashed potatoes minus the chemicals. Nice. That's and awesome. I said, okay. I put the box back. So I don't need it. So that was my clue. From now on, anything that you can make yourself, do it yourself. It may take a little extra time, but it's worth it because, and your body will appreciate it. Your body will love you for it. I put out a video um, last week for people. There's a YouTube video that said, um, reversing diabetes in 30 days. Now you can reverse diabetes in 30 days simply by changing your eating habits. Mm-hmm. That's what it's about. It showed these six different people, seven people from different parts of the, of the country, different nationalities, whatever. All of them had diabetes and was taking insulin. By the third day of being there, changing their eating habits, they took them off the insulin. They no longer wow. needed insulin. That's powerful. After just three days. Just three days. Maybe one or two may still need it because they were a little bit more extreme than others. But at the end of the program, they all had lost weight. They no longer needed insulin, and they had changed their eating habits. So like the, the, the thing with that, and that helped to raise them, even some of them got clarity in their life. They started seeing things that were different. They were having what you call psychic experiences, but didn't know they were psychic experiences, but it took them to be something that was good and positive and helpful for them. So that's all part of the transition, all part of the change. You don't have to do it all at once. I'm, I'm not telling everybody you got to become a vegetarian or be vegan. It's your choice. It's your body. Everything is personal as to what you do. But the slightest changes that you do make or can make or will make will make a difference in your life and how you see things and how you begin to grow to the next level of awareness or consciousness. All that is important. So we have to learn that changing your eating habits, like my wife and I, we, we haven't drank any tap water knowledgeable in the last 35 years. Wow. We drink, distilled, we drink distilled water. And I was told early on that if you drink distilled water, it leaches minerals from your bones, and eventually your your bones get brittle and you'll have problems. Donkey duck, that's bull. We've been doing it 35 years. Our bones are as strong as everything else. I fall, I get back up. My bones don't break, they're not that brittle. It's just having the knowledge of what to do. And what we do, we supplement our um, uh, intake of minerals 
with what we call Soleil water, S-O-L-E, where we take a glass jar, fill it with um, pink Himalayan sea salt, pour in distilled water, let it sit for 24 hours overnight, and then the next day after that, you take a quarter of a teaspoon, put it into a glass of water, and you are receiving your trace minerals in your body, and everything is fine. And eventually, after doing it for a period of time, you build up to a teaspoon into a glass of water, and you drink that once a day, and you are receiving all of the minerals that your body needs in order to survive. You don't have to go to the store and buy those. If you want to go buy them, that's fine. There's um, salt solution, sea salt things that they have for the mineral intake. But you can make your own. This way, when you make your own, you know what's in it. You I, it. I seriously just wouldn't have wrote that down. Because for me, getting rid of, like, nasty, crappy tap water, like city water, has been a huge priority for me because I don't want fluoride. I don't want to drink fluoride. I know what, it, what it's been used for, especially from, you yes. know, stemming back from, you know, Nazi Germany uh, and, right. and, you know, all these things. Like, now that I've come into awareness of those things, I'm like, I don't want that in my body. Because we're, we're like yeah. 70, 70 percent, 75 percent water. So if we're intaking water that's toxic, that's going to have a faster effect at uh, diminishing our health and our vitality. Right. Also, we, we, we um, my wife and I, we make what is called structured water. Yes. We have yes. structured water that we make the um, we bought the little cyclone tube thing. We put our magnets around it and we put our water through that to energize the water as well as to um, enhance the energy of the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think definitely I have experimented putting crystals in water and then putting yep. that in the sun. And what I've noticed as I've observed these things after doing it multiple times is that once you put a crystal in water and you let it sit in the sun, once it's been sitting in the sun for at least a day or maybe even sometimes a few hours, you can taste this like mineral milkiness of the water. Like, like it, it just feels more enriching. And, and when I taste that, I know that there's been some kind of transformation. And a lot of people also sp- speak about this, like, milky taste of the water after it's been sitting in, in, in sunlight, getting energized. And yes. another, another thing I wanted to, like, quickly touch on, too, going back to these experiments that you were saying that people could do using cards is, is uh, the concept of, like, trusting. How to, like, trust your intuition and trust that inner guidance or that voice that tells you yes it's black or yes it's red and and all those kinds of things what can people do to like trust the intuitive or psychic information that's coming into their awareness well i was my mother taught me many many years ago she said to me she said son follow your first thought because it won't lead you wrong and that's what i do a lot of times we have a tendency to overthink things we have things that come to us information that comes to us and we, we try to figure it out on our level, whether it's right or it's wrong. We play the, it's called the if I would, I could, I should again. If I could have just, would have just, or should have just. It's like when you say, when you, you go down downtown and let's say you see a pair of shoes or something in the window, I'm going to come back Saturday and get those shoes. You go back Saturday, your shoes are gone. <laughs> I knew I should have done that. I knew I should have bought them then. I knew that something told me to buy them then. But you did that. I should have, could have, would have, should have. So follow your first thought. 99% of the time, it's not going to lead you wrong. That's when you trust in spirit to guide you, to show you things, to open you up to things. It's, even, it's like when 
um, go, growing up as, as as young people, it was always grandma, and grandma would tell you, you know that boy ain't no good, don't you? Or you know that girl, she ain't no good, you know that because they can see where you can, but you don't want to hear that because of the fact that you think you know. And and the fact is that nine out of ten times they're right. Well, they they can see beyond where you can see, and they get that first thought. You look at somebody, and you can do it too. You can tell within the first five minutes of talking to somebody whether they're full of shit or not. <laughs> yeah. Within the first five minutes, you say to yourself, this, this, this guy's full of shit. But you, but you don't say anything. You kind of let go with the flow just to get it over and done and call it a day. So that's, a, that's, your, like, um, that's your spidey sense tingling, letting you know that something is going on that you should pay attention to. And it happens all the time, but we second guess, we overthink, we try to rationalize it in our minds where it makes sense to us, whereas spirit don't deal with that. It just puts it out there for you. You get it, deal with it, and say, I got this. I'm going to trust this. I'm going to trust this information. I'm going to trust this because, like you say, like, what do you say? I have a gut feeling about something. I got this funny feeling about this, and it doesn't feel right. That spirit telling you, but you go ahead and do it anyway. It says, like, don't go out tonight. Don't go hang out with these people. And you go hang out with people and something happens. You say, I knew I shouldn't have been there. I knew I shouldn't be there. I knew it, but you ignore that. So learn to trust your spiritual instinct, your spiritual senses, because that's what goes on more so than your physical senses, because your physical senses will take you down the wrong path, whereas your spiritual senses will take you in the way where you need to go to make sure that nothing happens and that you're in the right place at the right time rather than being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Remember this here. You cannot put the toothpaste back in the tube. <laughs> I don't care how hard you try. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So be sure you want to do what you want to do. If you, if you have to think about it, then you know something's going on. You shouldn't do it. You shouldn't be with that person or you shouldn't, like, you know, and, and, and the same thing in, in relationships. You can be with somebody, and people say, why do you keep staying with that person? There's a thing called the halo effect. The halo effect is where you'll see the person's shortcomings or their faults, but you'll dismiss them just because of the other part of the person that you think is okay. You say, well, mm. he's a but oh, but, but he's so cute or she's so pretty. That's nice, but they're 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 rotten as all hell. <laughs> but we want to, but because they're so pretty and so cute, you know, they're so handsome. You 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 put put everything else aside just for that factor, rather than dealing with the reality of what you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I I love everything you just said. It reminds me of this saying, this meme that gets spread around on the internet often, and, and it's like it says, "Vibes don't lie." And I, I always love that because it's 100% truth. Like, I feel like the, this collective consciousness grid that's around the planet that contains higher psychic or intuitive information, um, it, it, it's flowing all around us all the time. And when we tap into that, the, the information that we need, like, is easily accessible. And so, like, we don't really need, like you said, to, like, overanalyze or rationalize and go into the logical left brain. We just have to trust that flow, trust that connection, and and just listen to it. And I feel like majority of us, when we get in 
better practice of doing that, our life flows more smoothly with, with less bullshit and less unnecessary headaches in life. And yeah, I think I think like when when we experience that, then you're less able to be manipulated by the system, by people and entities or whatever it is. And you then kind of create a sense of protection around yourself. So it's like trusting in the universe is, is almost immediately going to provide you with more protection because you're in your, you're tapping, you're plugging in and tapping into that energy and going into that quickly. So we have like about five to five minutes left in the show. Um, psychic protection, psych, psychic attack. Can you give us um, some tips on how to better protect ourselves from psychic attack? Well, yeah, um, there, are, there are many different ways you can, you can, you can do that. Um, I'm, I'm giving myself what you call a shameless plug. I tell people, get some organite. If you can get it, get an organite pendant, get an organite pyramid. That will protect against any negative energies coming your way or, or anything that's going to be um, happening with you. Also, what you can do is that you can mentally, you know, visualize in your energy space uh, mirrors going around your body. And, but these mirrors are facing outwards meaning that anything that comes at you will bounce back, <clears throat> excuse me, to wherever it's coming from. Or envision yourself in pure white light. In, in pure white light, what that happens is where they can't get through that because it, it forms a barrier around you and keep your energy high. Keep your energy, energy always high. Always be in the spirit of gratitude, thankfulness, happiness, joy, all those things disperse or dispel negativity. It's like where there's a person that you know, like you, you can be around with a bunch of your friends and having a good time. And then there's always this one person that comes along that nobody gets along with, nobody likes. And what happens? The energy drops. Why? Because you say, oh, hell, here they come. What they just did is prove the point that their energy of negativity is stronger than your energy of positivity. Because you, you let them come in and to take away your joy and your peace, your happiness. If you maintain that, they'll come around you and they'll say, what are you so happy about? Why are you so great? And they can't stand it and they'll move away from you because they cannot yes. be around that positive energy because, what's that expression? Misery loves company. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so as long as they can make you miserable, they're happy and they walk away, stole you, but you, we call them energy vampires. They've taken your joy, your happiness away from you, and made you now miserable. And now your whole day is messed up because of them coming into your space and you allowing it to happen. It's something that you allow. But it's the minute that you maintain that idea of being happy, of being pleasant, of being feeling good, they can't, like it says, light overshadows darkness. Yes. You cannot have light and darkness at the same time. Something's got to give. So mm -hmm. as long as your light is bright, as long as your energy is high, as long as you're feeling good, those negative energies are going to stay away, and you're going to pull in again, going back to the law of attraction, you're going to be pulling in those people that are of a positive nature. Don't allow, because of all allowing, anyone or anything to take away your joy, your happiness, your peace. That's something that people do all the time because they don't want to see you happy. They don't want to see you. If they're miserable, they want the world to be miserable. If they're mad, they want the world to be mad. But you don't allow that to happen. And the minute you stop that from happening, that means that you are now this better person of the two. 
Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, it's like you were talking about earlier, like the good, like strong, positive vibes repels negativity. And I've experienced that so many times walking down the street or being in the public, I'll be like in a in like really, really good mood, smiling at everybody. And then, you know, I will sense the energy of someone walking towards me and they will cross the street because they can't deal with my energy. Or even being yep. in, a, in a social group, they will specifically avoid me because, not, number one, obviously I'm an empath. I can see right through their bullshit anyway. And then number two, yeah. like, they can't handle the fact that I can see into them. And I'm also operating on a higher level of, of energy. And, I mean, like you said, we're all human. We're going to fluctuate. We're going to go up and down. It's going to be sometimes too challenging to always stay in these high vibes. You know, we're right. going gonna to have periods of lows. But I think the most important thing to remember, like you said, is, is to, like, you know, stay in that energy of thankfulness and gratitude. That is always a really quick way to, like, jump back into your center and and start to, like, pick back up your vibe again. Exactly. Exactly. That's the key. That's it. That's part of it. And it's one of the things, and that's how we do it. And before you know it, you, it, it'll, it'll come naturally to you. It'll be just a second nature. You can't help yourself but feel good. <laughs> it, it, it feels good to feel good. Mm-hmm. See, I like the sound of that. It feels good to feel good. That's amazing. So we got one minute. We got one minute to close. Is there a website that you can send people to to like check out your organite or even like uh, check out some of these courses you may offer? Well, okay, we we cut cut a website down because of the fact that we're working on a new one. But in the interim, they can go to Instagram to um, to Jerry Miller. 940, that's on my Instagram, or to just go to uh, Jerry Miller on Facebook, and you'll see me there. I'll have on my cowboy hat, and uh, you'll see the handsome face of mine. You'll know me right away. <laughs> Thank you so much for, for coming on the show today. Like I, I, I so loved reconnecting with you and your energy and your wisdom. Like Even though you and I don't talk often, like your energy is always there with me. Like you left such a, like a deep impact on me in 2011. So I'm so grateful that, that we connected. Um, and so for other people, if you want to uh, check into my other uh, season of, of episodes, the podcast is now up. If you want to listen to some of the older episodes, go to calebtruth.com slash podcast, and you'll be able to listen to all these amazing guests that I've had in season one so we're coming to a close i really hope this show was able to help some of you out that is or that who are wanting to like connect more to their spiritual nature um i will see you all back here next thursday at 1 p.m eastern thank you so much wishing you all the best and lots of love <laughs>